Hello, and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, the show that dives into the wreckage that is post-apocalyptia, the post-nuclear podcast. I am your host, Vince, and I'm joined by two very special people today, the first one being your cookie-eating host, Quagmire, and our special guest of the week. Sir, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jeffrey A. Garcia. Uh, hello to all of to both of you. Hello. Howdy. Uh, Je- Jeff here uh, is, is a filmmaker and who has made uh, some films that I have just absolutely loved and just I wanted to talk to you like there was no, there's no other <laughs> excuse. I just wanted to have a conversation with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's too bad. I almost went to that festival. Did you really? Yeah, because I went there twice before and uh, this year I just couldn't make it. Oh wow! I was actually I saw it with a friend of mine, Stephen, and uh, I I've been there uh, the year before, and when we were when I remember last year they had people come up and the directors talk about their films, and I looked at Stephen, I was like, if the man who made Radio Candy is here, I need to shake his hand. <laughs> um, just just I, I have like fifteen questions here that I'm just gonna hit you rapid fire just to kind of get you introduced to everybody are you cool with that yeah for sure right on all right your name jeffrey garcia your age 25 your shoe size 11 your top five albums of all time uh weezer's blue album marcy playground self-titled album uh what's that's two um daniel johnston's artistic vice uh, that's three. Uh, Ariel Pink's House Arrest, Ween's Quebec, and you know I should throw some hip hop in there. Uh, let's see. You know what? I I'm quite no. You know what? Actually, uh, when I was in middle school, I was pretty obsessed with the uh, Demon Days, so I'll just throw Demon Days in there. Okay. Top five movies. Uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, Dumb and Dumber. Mr. Lonely, The Master, and a tie between Blue Velvet and The Brown Bunny. Your favorite cereal? Uh, Captain Crunch, Berries. Hell yeah. That's Uh, a good choice. What's a movie that you sat through that you absolutely hated? Every second of it. Um, The Hobbit Part (laughs) 3. They made three of them? Yeah, they split. They, you know, it's a pretty short book, and they split into three movies. And I believe the third one had parts of like the Sumerian. I can't even pronounce the name. Some oh, other Sumerian. Tolkien book. Oh, and, uh, it's just really silly. I think it's called Battle of the Five Armies or something like that. Uh, Who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Snorlax. Hell yeah! Your favorite director? Uh, Kubrick. Your Stanley. Your first or earliest memory? Um, watching uh, the Little Mermaid animated series on my parents' couch, wearing sweatpants. Favorite color? Blue. Wait, yeah, blue. Like <laughs> big blue. Your? Uh, do you have any heroes? Um, John Crick Felucci. Hell yeah. Um, fuck. I have a ton, but yeah, I'll just go with that one. Okay. He, did you did you see all the stuff about him recently? Yeah, <laughs> he's a nut. My God, oh, is man, he an artist? But is he a nut? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, do, do you aspire to be like John K at all? <laughs> oh, I feel like John K sometimes. I mean, not about you know that in particular, but uh, yeah, I, I resonate with him. I, I see uh, interviews with him and his style, and it's like, yeah, that's uh, man, that's very John K of him. It's very John K. Why don't they ever want to talk about it? Who? They. They? Talk about John K? No, just why don't they ever want to talk about it? Just about it. Like parentheses they or... uh... Just just anybody. Why don't they want to talk about it? I don't know. It, It could be a conspiracy. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, 2008 Chrysler Sebring. What's the meaning of life? Uh, forgive and forget. Uh, what did your grandmother's house smell like? Uh, <laughs> fried rice. Cool. Love that. So, um, I feel like I know you already. <laughs> hey guys, uh, Vince here. Just want to say that uh, we're about to go really in depth with Jeff's movies, both uh, Whimsy and Hester and Radio Candy. So it might be a little pertinent if you you watch the films uh, before we discuss them. If you want, you can find them on Jeff's website, which is uh, jeffreygarciaartist.com. There's links to everything there. Uh, There's links to his DVD, which you can buy, which I own, which will be a picture of later on in the episode, so you can see it for yourself. Uh, And I'd like to thank him again for coming on the show. It was great to have him on. It was a great interview. It was a great just time of us hanging out. So, uh, yeah, we'll jump right back into the episode and uh, enjoy. All right, bye. How, just just to get right into the whole discussion of your work, what was the first moment you were just like, like, I'm going to become a filmmaker. Like, I want to share a message with somebody. Well, I'd always wanted to, to be an animator. That was originally my main goal when I was like three years old and wanted to make cartoons and movies. But what really kind of like pushed me was uh, I was about 11 or 12 and I watched a little known film called the Kentucky Fried Movie, which came out about 1977, which was written by the uh, the guys who wrote Airplane, directed by John Landis, who did not – he didn't write Airplane. The guys who wrote Airplane was uh, Jerry David Zucker, Jim Abrams. Uh, John Landis directed um, uh, The Blues Brothers, um, An American Werewolf in Paris, uh, The Stupid starring Tom Arnold, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, and that was a sketch comedy film. And that film – uh, was like okay. Now I really I ha- I want to make movies. This is what I want to do. So uh, this was yeah when I was about twelve, and so I wrote a sketch comedy film called Your Mom the Movie, <laughs> and I tried recruiting classmates to be in it, and uh, I just never could. I didn't even have a camera at the time. I don't know. I just got so inspired. But yeah, that was my first big moment of yes, filmmaking. That's my life now. And. Did you did you go to school for it? No, no, not at all. Um, I just uh, eventually, when I was about 14, 15, 14, 15, 10 years ago, uh, I got a camera, got a camcorder, and then I just kept shooting every single day, every single weekend, for nonstop, and just kind of learned from just watching a shitload of movies and just filming as much as I can of all different types of styles, mostly 
comedy or some sort of experimental dramas. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really like to. I mean, originally I did want to go to film school, but you know, towards the end of high school, I was like, yeah, fuck this. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to keep making shit. And uh, yeah, I mean, I tried reading books about making films and uh, I don't really uh, like people telling me how to do things. It kind of bugs me. So, well, yeah. what, what, what do you film on exactly? Because when I was watching, uh, when I was watching radio candy in the theater, i Knew it is it digital? It can't be digital. Yeah, it's digital. It's a, it's it? on a DSLR. Really? Are all your films digital? Yeah, yeah, they're all shot on uh, Canons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you do a hell of a job making it not look like it's uh, <laughs> digital. Oh, thank you. I, I really, man, uh, seeing my films at at that big ass theater in your hometown was is pretty gnarly and. Uh, Man, I would have loved to see Radio Candy blown up to that size because I bet it looked really good on there. It did, and it was it was when we I saw it with my buddy Steven, and there was a movie before it that was really good, and it didn't really like. I thought it had like a cop out ending. It was uh, about a man with a foot fetish, and then like mm. at the end, the foot fetish was a metaphor for cannibalism. But like, never in the movie do they ever refer like he's never like I crave flesh or even alludes to it. It's <laughs> literally the last ten seconds he bites a woman's foot off, mm. and then your movie comes on, and I was already and I was already like, okay, yeah, these are like these movies that are, um, these are they're made with like a very small budget or they're made with like the director, the writer, and his friends or something. And then your movie came on, and at first it's just a picture of Adam <laughs> and a gun. And I, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like Tim and Eric. And then I was like, oh, this is much better than that. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Oh, you're very much welcome. I, I absolutely – there. there's – my favorite part of the whole movie, and, and it's what got me totally off guard, uh, is when, when uh, Jimmy goes for the job interview at the party and uh, – Eric's like, hey, sorry I couldn't get to the job. He's like, eh, it's all right. I don't think I'd really fit in here. And he points over at the the KKK guy. I shit you not laugh for five minutes straight. I don't know like what happened after like the first time I saw it because I thought it was just it was just so and, like the whole time I'm sitting there watching the movie. I'm going. I'm saying to my friend Stephen, who like we used to shoot shit in high school for either school projects or just because we were bored. I was like, dude, this is this feels like something that we would have made. Like it mm-hmm. felt like it felt real. Like it felt authentic. Once I kind of started to get the vibe of the movie, I kind of started thinking to myself, how can this movie shock me more? <laughs> or, like, what's the, what can it do next to just surprise me? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you, you felt that. It's always a nice feeling to watch a film that uh, that resonates with you and feels like something you could make. That's always an aspiring moment. Um but yeah, you were saying something about shocking you. Uh... No, that was like that's like my complete thought. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that actually. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, go on. I was gonna say I have a question here written down for you. Um, is is anything really truly too offensive? Like, could you really push the envelope so far? Because uh-huh. like, <laughs> there's a scene where they jerk off on grandma. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is there really anything that's too offensive? Uh, I mean, I guess if you strung in, like, obvious political 
uh, shit. I mean, especially nowadays. I mean, just existing can be offensive. Uh, and I guess, uh, I mean, if, we're, if we take this back to like the 60s or 70s, I could probably list a couple things. But at the same time, you know, a lot of underground comics from that era definitely pushed some boundaries. Uh, I don't know if y'all ever read Robert Crumb. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff there that is just out in the open, even on their, like, front covers that just would not fly, at least in 2019. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I was really trying to push push a lot of shocking stuff in Radio Candy. Like, originally I was going to have a man, like, legit squeeze milk out of his asshole at one point, <laughs> um, which would have been perfect. But, uh, you know, unfortunately I could not find an actor to pull that off. <laughs> I love that that's the bottleneck. Like, man, if only we could find an actor to do it right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, know. I found someone to whip their junk out. I mean, it's uh, it's not too much of a stretch, but unfortunately, it was a stretch. So, so for for everyone at home that's listening to this, uh, and and they're they're completely lost at what we're talking about. I'm going to put a link in the description um, to your Vimeo so they can see all of your films. Um, also, go to the man's website. It's just JeffreyGarciaArtist.com, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go there. There's everything there. Buy his DVD. It's awesome. It has the two films that he's made. Uh, that w- that the first one, Whimsy and Hester, has won awards. The second one, I thought this year got snubbed. It totally should have won. Uh, and it's got a bunch of other short films on it. Uh, so there's a link, Declan. When you edit the video, put a picture of the DVD on it. Sure. Um, go check out all of his films because we're gonna, I guess, talk extensively about them at this point and i should have said this earlier and i apologize um but when you when you came up with the idea for radio candy i i had read somewhere else that you wanted jimmy and adam's story to be separate originally yeah yeah that was um there was two separate movies um one was a romance obviously with jimmy and the other one was just a crazy i mean they're both comedies but one of them was just gonna be balls out wild and uh <clears throat> well I, I became very impatient with uh what to start first. I was like, I really like this. I really want to work on this, but I'm so inspired to work on that. And I just kind of mushed them together. So that's why the, that's why it kind of has a, an odd pacing at some parts, or at least in my opinion. But So where, where did the, the main idea then come from for uh, Adam's story? Um, man, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I love the idea of – I love wheelchairs. I love people in wheelchairs. I think it's just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I love Boy Scouts. They look really cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what, what about a shotgun-wielding Boy Scout? Uh, his grandma who's in a wheelchair. I think that looked nice. I think just seeing that in my head just made me really want to shoot that. And, uh, fuck, I don't even remember what exactly came about or to inspire. Like, I don't remember seeing anything that just made me go, oh – uh, this, yeah. Apologies for burping. I, I have acid reflux. You're good. Oh, no problem. Um, was was there? Did you did you want to make a statement about religion at all when you made this film? No, no. That just, that just kind of came about, uh, which is pretty funny. I, I'm actually a a good old Catholic boy, uh, which <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean I can't you know have my criticisms or thoughts. Um. I did want to do a thing about cults and um, okay. I did want to be um, a bit am- ambiguous when it came to uh, 
politics because it isn't very it isn't very political. But in my head, it, it'll probably be the most uh, of that type. It'll be the most like social commentary, if even there is any. I, I really don't think anyone can see any of it, but there kind of is in there. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I didn't set out to make fun of religion. I just really wanted to uh, have a character that's just brainwashed into the point of uh, violence, which in a way is kind of going on now. I mean, which with what with all these uh you know terrorist attacks and school shootings and uh, radical groups and whatnot going out in the streets and shit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> at least for his story, not with Jimmy, obviously. <laughs> well, um, I actually have a question about uh, Jimmy's story. Yeah, do you have something against Justin in some way? Because <laughs> I would- last name Mummy. Yeah. Oh, I love Kano. He's like my big brother, but uh Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was watching the 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 show, the Jeffrey Garcia show on YouTube, and I'm sitting there watching it, watching it and I'm going, I think that's Jimmy, and then he ends up in jail. And then in this movie he ends up in jail. Uh Jimmy ends up in jail. And what episode was that? I think it's season he winds up no, it's the I think it's season two because you quit, and then the other guy takes over, and then he kills the guy, and then he's in jail. Oh, um... Is that not the same guy? I thought it was the same guy. No, no, no. Uh, that was my first time working with Justin. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I was watching it going, holy shit, he put him in jail twice. <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I thought you were referring to other, like, scenes in the film, but, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, did you... When, when Grandpa Joe... <laughs> when Grandpa Joe kills himself, um... Susie's, Su- Susie's first words are, how am I going to pay for the funeral? Uh, were you trying to say something about like Medicare being too expensive <coughs> at all? I feel like I might, might have looked a little too deep into this. No, I, I love I love your interpretation. It's nice. Uh, just anyone's interpretation. You know, like David Lynch says, he, he'll never explain his movies because he feels like it cheapens the experience. <clears throat> should, I, should I stop but, asking? No, 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 no. This is actually quite um, – It's some, in, in a lot of ways, it's very fun for me to hear it because a lot of times it hits a nail on the head. Sometimes it doesn't, but it offers a unique perspective that I could use in the future um, as far as what am I saying and um, what I should be doing and how responsible am I with certain imagery or uh, language. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, you know – She's poor. I mean, the the grandpa, you know, it's just the good old Southern. I mean, funerals are pretty damn expensive. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily comment on Medicaid or Medicare or any of those type of uh, uh, systems. Okay, I mean, so – Go on? Yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, does – I saw that, and if I believe correctly, if I'm, if I'm right, Grandpa Joe and Attic Ted are the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you know about Attic Ted? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when I find something I like, I learn everything about it, and oh. I very much enjoy your work. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's very Nardwar of you. Oh, thanks. Oh my God, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> um, but does Grandpa Joe and Eric have the same Calvin and Hobbes tattoo? I don't think they have the same one, but uh okay. Because when I saw him when you when they, he first gets introduced, I saw he had a tattoo on his arm, 
And I saw that Eric at the party has a tattoo on his chest. And I didn't know if it was the same thing. If you were trying to link them in some way or if it just happened to be a coincidence. Uh, it's just because uh, it's a coincidence. I mean, okay. oh man, I live in a hippie town and everyone just has tattoos everywhere. So it's like, unless I specifically uh, have a character that has no tattoos, like Adam, Adam, actually the actor who plays Adam, uh, Nick's or Matthew, uh, he has a bunch of tattoos and we had to get, uh, so we had to have makeup applied to him every day of shooting uh, oh, cover wow. up all of his arm tattoos. So yeah. Just I know he has the big one on his back. Because of uh, Whimsy and Hester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. That, that's uh, that's also part of the reason why I cast him in that film. Really? Yeah, because I was like, I want a greaser daddy bad boy. Oh, you have a <laughs> bunch of tattoos. Now, is is Rebecca your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Becca's my girlfriend. Dude, she's uh, a fucking champion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we met on Whimsy and Hester, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't oh. like uh, I was already... Uh, yeah, I'm not like Judd Apatow, where I like to see my wife make out with other people. <laughs> see, I just assumed that like you guys were already together. And I was uh, like, he's letting this little scrawny dude make out with his girlfriend. Like, I can't believe this. Yeah, well, also, he's gay, by the way. So, I mean... Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Adam. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Adam slash... Uh, God, I forgot his character in Lindsay and Hester. Uh, oh, fucking Johnny Cakes. Yeah, Johnny Cakes. <laughs> I, and I really like how in Radio Candy you link the two of them together. You link the two movies together. Yeah, when, same universe. Yeah, I love that shit. I love that like Kevin Smith ass. Like we all exist in the same universe. Tarantino ass shit. Thank you. That. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith's View of Universe is what kind of inspired me to do that. Really? Glad you said that instead of uh, like the MCU or anything. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Um, I think the difference there is that the MCU is very explicit in that where. With something like Kevin Smith or Tarantino, it's a little bit more lightly hinted at. Yeah, it's it's more like a like a Easter egg or like a like, type like of a nugget. Yeah, I've always liked that. Yeah. How 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 hard was it to shoot the twelve year old sex scene, sex slave scene? <laughs> well, the, the the actor for that was uh, of age, of legal age. Um, <laughs> But surprisingly, that fucking tree is very tall. Um, I, I got a wide shot of the of him on the tree, but I ended up not using it. Um, luckily, he was climbing trees for a living, so oh, he cool. did barefoot and just went up there. And you know, I was a little worried of him falling down. And uh, originally, we were going to do that scene in a public park, but considering his outfit, we didn't <laughs> want any children to be walking by and uh, you know have some crazy shit happen. So I said that'd be a, a pretty good call. The riverbank. I, I I love the uh, he goes take my hand <laughs> the power of Christ anything is possible that's fucking like I said it just felt like something like like a lot of these jokes that are are in the movie I was sitting there watching them go and like these are jokes I would have made <laughs> like and it, it was it was like in a weird way validating yeah because like you think you're funny but you don't know if anybody else does and I was like oh my god this is my fucking brand. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they, they they had this quote that's always stuck with me. It's like, don't think about what other people think is funny. Just do what you think is funny, and eventually someone will catch on. And, well, obviously that happened today because we're talking. <laughs> and I'm glad for that. Yeah. Why do they jerk off on Grandma? Because <laughs> they're bad boys, dude. <laughs> 
They'll steal your terrible. girl. They'll jack off on your grandma. They'll flick cigarettes at you. They'll do all sorts of crazy shit. They're like the T birds from Greece, only uh, naughtier. <laughs> How did, how did you get – speaking of grandma though, how did you get introduced <laughs> to uh, motherfucking um, Kenny Casanova? Oh, uh, It's Kenny. the same dude, right? It's the same dude from Pantheon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, did okay. y'all know Pantheon before watching my films or was it – No. I went on your website and I clicked on music videos and I saw Attic Ted and I saw Pantheon and Pantheon stuck out to me probably the most out of all of the music videos. And I watched, I watched Henny dreams and I was like, Oh wow, this is all like Tarantino and Scarface and shit. And that's yeah, just become yeah. like a song in my rotation now. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Yeah. They've been blowing up, you know, they went on tour with like Vince Staples and really, yeah. Yeah. And they're at oh, some wow. festival with like Tyler, the creator and shit. Like they're, getting pretty out there flognaw yeah <laughs> holy shit really yeah man wow I'm from like that, miami man. or somewhere but uh i met kenny actually through work because i work at a cafe and uh about two years ago we were just we would work uh several shifts together and uh he knew i did videos and i knew he did raps and so just kind of linked up uh, actually you know uh his character uh ken motherfucking asby's <laughs> it's actually his creation Really? Yeah, yeah, because we've used that character before for a GoFundMe ad for Whimsy and Hester, um, where he's like the host of the ad. And uh, oh, cool. originally in Radio Candy, Ken Ken Asby's wasn't supposed to be in it. It was uh, actually going to be uh, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> but the, uh, the actor to play Abe Lincoln went missing in action, so uh, I called up my boy Ken, and we, we did a scene. That that scene where he looks at the camera is like, sup, my buddy Steven, who I saw the movie with, he told me that was his favorite scene. He's like, it totally <laughs> caught me off guard. He goes, You're, you see this like white bread ass family, and then all of a sudden, this oh, dude yeah. just pops up. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah, there's supposed to be another scene with him and grandma that would have just fucking been the icing on the cake, but filming and getting people scheduled is, or coordinated is really hard. So uh, now, we just went with... Uh, the mom just fingering her mouth instead. The boy, what? <laughs> what scene? Well, there's a scene where, uh, where Adam is like listening in. Cause he's like trying to talk to his mom and she's like shirtless. And she's just like, Oh, Ken. And she's like at the very oh, last oh, oh, second. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was thinking about the, I thought you were saying the end scene and I was like, what are you talking about? Oh um, no, 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 not the end scene. <laughs> So, so grandma, like, how did, did you, did, did, was sure, was her head already shaved or did you like, I need you to shave your head? <laughs> um, her head was already shaved. Okay. And, um, which is what made me want to film her in there. I mean, she's great. Uh, she's great. Shauna, uh, Shauna. Last name, Bubby. The actress. Uh, fantastic. Um, her head was shaved. I had asked her to be in my movie because I liked her bald head. And, uh. Was that the exact wording? <laughs> But she initially wanted to grow her hair back out because my films usually or typically don't take that long to film, like maybe like a month. But Radio Candy took almost six months. So uh, oh, wow. it got, towards the end, I mean, she's a trooper. She kept, you know, having to shave her head every other week and uh, in order to complete the role. So, you know, kudos to her. Definitely thought that she was a very interesting character, even though she had no, like, speaking lines. Yeah, well, her face is very, um, like, it, it speaks for, like, itself. Oh, it's almost like its own character, you know. 
very like piercing. Yeah, like that piercing stare. Yeah, that very lobotomized. <laughs> uh, the occasional shriek. Now, now that now that you you said about how long the movie took, um, I can kind of assume why Octavio Jones changes from a black man <laughs> to a white man. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's also for comedic effect. I mean, okay. a lot of the spoof movies like uh, like Airplane or Naked Gun or like Epic Movie, if you want to get real lowbrow, <laughs> uh, they they like to do the body change thing a lot and i find that completely hilarious so one yeah we're strapped for time and two i just you know it'll work do you think the movie in some way is about being forced to grow up um because in, in, in a way i kind of took that because when jimmy's saying to adam he's like oh you still live here with grandma janey and he's like yeah i gotta take care of her but my mom's just kind of on welfare and doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> and then it yeah, shows him like at the dojo learning how to shoot and kick ass. Yeah, well, there, there's definitely uh, some sort of like uh, I guess some people would call it conservative values, but uh, definitely like a you know grab life by the bootstraps, you know, grow up, be a man, uh, you know, fight back, be confident, uh, you know, don't cower in fear, and just let people walk all over you. That that's the kind of thing that's that Adam. Uh, experiences um, in the film. So yeah, you're, you're you're kind of on the money there. Okay. Um, the the chicken by the dumpster scene, which is an activity that I hope that I can make a uh, usual part of my everyday. Um, <laughs> was that redubbed? Uh, yeah. There's some AD, there's some ADR throughout the movie. Um, I wasn't sure if I was just seeing it wrong or if like maybe the, the playback was, was off. Uh, Cause I know it's at the end of whimsy and Hester as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the, I'm not the best at a uh, synchronize, <laughs> synchronizing audio and image, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you edit or does someone else edit? Uh, I edit, but I go by a pseudonym under Albert Rover. I see. Is there a reason yeah. for that? I'm insecure about my editing skills. Really? That's fair. Yeah, also Coen Brothers use a pseudonym for their movies, uh, Roderick James. Do they really? Uh, yeah. They both edit all their movies, but they just have a, you know, fake name. Grace? Last name, Mubby. I have to say, absolutely, every time she's on screen, I'm never disappointed. <laughs> uh, the mom in Whimsy and Hester is my second favorite character in that movie. Who's your first? Uh Heidi. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i'll tell heidi that uh yeah dude grace is uh the i mean i love she's the only actor that has actually like acted mm -hmm. like on a bigger scale because like all of uh, the actors in my films are just friends or co-workers or <clears throat> but she's actually been in like theater and like indie movies and all sorts oh, of crap cool. and so uh yeah, yeah, she really fucking knocked it out of the park every time. I love Margie. That's probably the, my favorite character I've ever had really? or like made or whatever. Just like she took what I wrote and completely gave it life, which I really love. <clears throat> Did I miss something with the glasses? Uh, <laughs> so we're so in that scene, we're implying that the father may have struck the mom and broke the glasses. Okay, because I wasn't sure if, like, 
something. I just missed something because it goes from them talking in bed and then it's them at, at school. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay. Because I didn't see the, if there was like a bruise around her or anything. No. Um, so that was pretty last minute. Um, the glasses she had um, broke and uh, they were uh, <clears throat> one of a kind. I mean, we couldn't really, uh, we were on a tight schedule, so we couldn't really order any or get anything that looked just like it. And, uh, so yeah, we just improvised. Okay. Yeah. I was like, just be cockeyed. It'll be funny. <laughs> uh, probably the most important question I have to ask you, who the fuck is Boots? Wait, when what? I was sitting there watching the, the credits for Radio Candy, he started to jump back and forth from movie to movie. Oh, but no, it's totally okay. When I'm sitting there watching the credits for Radio Candy, I'm going, I'm reading all the people's names, and I'm like, oh, there's the same name twice. Like, Trevor? Trevor's a fucking treat. Oh, my God. Anytime. <laughs> I loved him, too. Uh, but, like, I'm sitting there, and it just says, Masked Woman Number 2, Boots. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is Boots? Uh, Boots is a... Uh... Some lady in town. Uh, that I mean, you don't have to tell me her name. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's her. That's her name. I mean, that's how I was introduced to her. I'd only that was my first time meeting her. Was that she? And that's she's like, oh, shit, my name's Boots. I'm like, okay, cool. Sorry, hold on, my chair collapsed. All right, I'm good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, Grandma Janie plays Masked Woman Number One. I don't know if you could tell or not. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> I did not. That's awesome. I got to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Who drew the hentai squid? Oh, uh, Becca. Really? Yeah. Becca's an artist. That's probably did, my she... favorite scene. Really? It's like, could you describe what that is? Well, that's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was so funny. I love, and even what's so funny about that scene is when I saw it, my buddy Steven, he's like, there's cum coming out of everywhere. And he's like, actually that's tears. Or maybe I flipped that. Steven said, how do you know it's not tears or how do you know it's not cum or whatever? Oh, who's the photo of the Marine? Uh, that's just one of my high school friends. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. It's just, uh, Oh, it's supposed to be the dad, but, uh, it's also no, I know. a joke. <laughs> okay. Um, so your, your whole town is a bunch of like hippie. Like it's, would you say it's like Texas's version of Portland? Well, I've never been to Portland, but I, I would assume Austin would be more of the Portland, although okay. Austin has been pretty yuppified lately. Uh, San Marcos is the more authentic Austin. Um, it's definitely just a lot of burnouts, um, hippies, art freaks, um, rednecks, just pretty much a melting pot of everyone. But everyone there is just super open to just act crazy in my movies, which is really bizarre. So... Yeah, it's like a it's like a playground, man. Like everyone's awesome. like cool with me, like shooting in their restaurants and or you know locations and crap. It's like it, kinda... in the burrito place. Like you were just like, I want to film here. Did you pay them? Did they just allow you to do it? Like uh, that's where I work. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, so cool. I just asked my boss if that was okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. I love the I love the chick behind like the, the counter. <laughs> she yes, has no it's like open. <laughs> there's a That's scene Adrian. she she's awesome there's a scene where there's just like a pause she's like i can't open it i can't open it <laughs> like it's so jet and like that's that's like i think my favorite thing about you eat whether it's the films or the, or the shorts or like what the hell is it i was watching it last night uh the mysteries of the universe like it's mm. just so genuine 
Like it's just so real. Like it it has that charm of like digging through home movies. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. I I I cannot like I almost didn't go to the film festival and we went like last minute and I'm so happy that we did. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty amazing. I'm really glad you did, man. Um so it's like I was not um cuz like, it was a shame I didn't get to go but cuz I was like, oh, you know, uh, I I won't get anyone's like feedback, but I'm glad, you know, you reached out. And I mean, awesome. this is really cool, you know. And you, you dug deep, which is nice because you know some people they're just like, "Oh, you do movies? Oh, that was funny, and that's it." But you're like, "Well, what about this scene? And who's boots? And who's that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, oh, cool. This guy was really into it, you know." It's like, uh, well, I I just I don't know, dude. It's just something about it is so. I think what I what I like about a lot of artwork is the authenticity of it. I won't oh, listen yeah. to a, a song if it sounds like a product. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't watch a lot of movies that come out because I know that they're just made to be products. And this seems like something that you genuinely cared a lot about and worked very obviously very hard on. And I just, I really love it. Like I love it as like a just a body of work. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's what wakes me up in the morning. You know, is just making movies. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I. Uh, uh, something I have written down in my notes here that I, I loved about it was at the birthday party of Whimsy and Hester uh, when the dog's barking in the background. It's something yeah, so yeah. stupid, but it's like, oh, that reminds me of being a kid and being in town and like listening to, to being at a friend's house and one dog starts barking and the whole neighborhood blows up. Like, <laughs> uh, there's, there's, I have written down here, if I can find it. I don't know where it is. I guess maybe I didn't write it down. Uh, Heidi just reminded me so much. Oh, here it is. Yeah. It reminded me so much of being a child, her scenes when she's showing them porn in the beginning. Like it, it's like that one friend you go over his house and he's like, look at the dirty mags I stole from my brother. And then like, even whatever song you paired it up with where they're like, can, can Dean have sex with us? And they're like, nah, Dean, Dean's gay. He's not going to do it. And she's smoking like that whole scene. And I don't know if it's maybe that cause you shot her from like below. So it's more of like a look up at her. Uh, it always made her feel like she's older. Like she had more of an influence. And of course she had more of an influence on the two of them because they were, that's her only friend, really their only friend. But I don't know, just something about it. I was very much like, oh my God, I'm a little kid again, and these are the older kids down the street. <laughs> I've got a yeah, question. that's. Uh-huh. What's up? So, how did you arrive at the name Radio Candy? Um, A few years ago, I was at a CC's Pizza and I uh, <laughs> started thinking about movie titles, and I just saved them on my old phone. And uh, I found them in an old email. Um, Because Radio Candy had different titles going for it. And, uh, what are some just, of the others? Um, for the longest time, well, for, if it was going to be split into two movies, um, Jimmy's would have been falling for you, which was like okay. a typical romance name, but the movie itself is all wacky. And, um, Adam's part, which would have been, even if it was combined with Jimmy, it still would have been, um, and the sky keeps falling, which is a little pretentious, but um, I definitely wanted to do a movie where it's just chaos and everything is kind of, you know, the sky's falling, the world's ending, you know. I like that mm. a lot. Thanks. It was going to be the tagline, but I just kind of left it alone. Cool. 
how how did speaking of titles and everything, how did you get come to the idea of a uh, conjoined twins that want to lose their virginity before prom night? Where does that like like how do you think of conjoined twins? Well, I did want to spoof the you know the teens losing their virginity um, sex comedy genre, you know, like American mm-hmm. Pie and Superbad. So I just kind of flipped the genders a bit, but um. As far as conjoined twins are concerned, uh, I was in, I was driving in the back seat of my friend's car in Alabama, and I was looking at Yahoo News, and <laughs> one of their top articles was about uh, worst uh, picked baby names, like the least popular baby names, and uh, one of them was Whimsy, and one of them was Hester, and that really uh, just stuck just with you. Stood out, really. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, sisters, that'll be cool. And then I was like, wait, and then just boom, they're morphed. They're you know they're conjoined. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, immediately got this vision of uh, two nightgown-wearing twins, you know, uh, having a a birthday party, and that's what set it off. How did you film the end scene with them? Um, Because you obviously didn't put them down the river. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, so, like... And I haven't even seen Whimsy and Hester yet, so, like, a lot of this is just, like, really funny to talk about. (laughs) It's like... What is happening with this movie? Well, then wait to hear my next question. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we uh, we had a raft. We My friend uh, Furley, who plays the dad, he mm-hmm. built a raft. Um, we had a bunch of cardboard boxes. And wait, that's was... Furley World? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So he uh, he built a raft, and we threw some cardboard boxes on top of it, and then we threw a tarp over it and we were planning on setting it on fire and Mm. so we got it down to the river and we had gasoline and it just spilled all over fairly all over the river it was getting to where it was getting kind of dangerous and all of my actors were in the river too because they were trying to save the raft and uh, i was like god damn it uh everyone's probably going to get lit on fire if we really do this and uh we just kind of let it float away and luckily i grabbed my camera and just filmed it floating I, I like it. I like the end scene a lot. I think it's very artistic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that makes it makes it sound like I'm calling you pretentious because I'm not. I really uh, like the shooting of it. I like how you see it in one spot and then it kind of you just see it in another. I really enjoy the ending of it. I like the music that I, I, I have two. The things I like about Radio Candy and the things I like about Whimsy and Hester are, are vastly different. I think the music in both of them are great. I just think the music in Whimsy and Hester is a little like tighter like it kind of flows better with the movie because radio candy might have like and you said it was it's a little uh different in its pacing um but i feel like the song like i said before the song that heidi is is when she's speaking at the park that they play and uh even when they're going over the bible study and going over like jewish propaganda and like like the the way that everything is layered and noisy on top of each other like (laughs) All of that shit is awesome, and I love that, like, fucking with you, just like, this is going to be loud and abrasive, and fuck you if you don't hear it the first time. Like, I really, do you, do, you, do you think when you make something, you kind of go into it with, like, the idea of, like, fuck you, figure it out, or kind of like a, I don't want to say, like, a fuck you attitude, but kind of like a fuck you attitude? Yeah, it's always me pointing the finger or just fucking with people. Uh, yeah, that was Mein Kampf that they were reading out of, and, uh... <laughs> Was it really? 
<laughs> so I figured I'd give it a more ominous, disturbing sound and just a lot of reverb and shit like that. I, I haven't I haven't read the book. Uh, who, who's the author? Uh, I, I, I think it was uh, Dean Koontz, I believe. <laughs> no, I was the first time I, I was hearing them say it. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Then I watched it again. That's really fucking funny. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so do, I have to ask, do you, do you do you pay the actors in your film, or is it just like I'll buy you lunch because you got someone to pee on somebody mm-hmm. and. Uh, you showed it, so I have to assume that you <laughs> gave no the guy selfie. a little bit more than than just lunch for that part. Is is that well, Furley? Like, is that his? No, that's uh, that's the stunt cock for. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's my <laughs> friend Danny. Um, actually, believe it or not, what's really funny is um, the guy who jerks off on Grandma is the guy who pee is the stunt guy who pees on the girls in Whimsy and Hester. Oh my god. But we used a stunt cock for the grandma scene, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we used someone else who remains anonymous, but... By you know. stunt cock, you mean just a person with their, their pee-pee out? Not exactly. Like, like a plastic like <laughs> tube or anything? No, uh, yeah, a person with their pee-pee out. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. I, I can see how that can be confusing. That's, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. I learned something Thank new you. today. Uh, let me see if I have anything else written down before I ask you some other questions. Um, for your, for your musical inspiration, do you just, you pick, I, obviously you pick what's near you, uh, but do you think like, this is what I like. It's going to, cause in the car with Jimmy and, and Susan, you play, I believe Gigi Allen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that just because, like, oh, this will be funny because it's a crippled woman and a guy who looks kind of like, or, or you just is that I, I'm not familiar with his works other than he gets on stage and throws shit at people. Yeah, um, go on. No, I mean that's really yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just a gag. Like it, you know, she's very sweet and uh, she's crippled, and her recognizing a Gigi song is just, just makes me laugh. So. How did you get introduced to Gigi Allen? Uh, I saw his uh, funeral tape a couple years ago on YouTube, and it was, just, it was very disturbing, and then I just kind of looked into whatever else he had. That's actually one of his more popular songs. I, I was going to pick a deep cut, but, you know, it's whatever. Do you have to pay for the rights to the music? Hell no, dude. I'm a renegade, man. Outlaw of the South. Cool. No, I, yeah. <laughs> like technically, my DVD that I'm selling is illegal if you really think about it. Because shitload awesome. of uncopy. Yeah, I got signed contraband. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> um, I was going to ask, we you, you the 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 song you use where Adam and Trevor are <laughs> they're, they're together in his room, and then they walk in on Grandma just shitting herself, and then Trevor throws up. Uh, that's that that the song i can't think of, it's either spindle legs it's it's from ren and stimpy like that's where i know it from originally exactly yeah it's a it's a t i used a lot of tv music in um in radio candy tv music and um mall music music really uh, yeah yeah because they're not they're kind of public domain in a way but there's a novelty to it and i i remember i really wanted for radio candy to have a tv soundtrack i mean not like theme songs but you mm-hmm. know those 
usual like you know like it's always sunny they have those like same yeah yeah or songs intro. yeah yeah no that's really cool because uh I, when the, the movie started when radio candy started i was like i love this i love every second of it and then that song came on and declan could testify I'll just listen to that shit. Like I'll just oh, put yeah. on the Ren. I'll look up like Ren and Stimpy music playlist on YouTube and just let it go. There's something <laughs> about it that I love. And yeah, uh, Ren and Stimpy definitely had an influence on that, as far as the soundtrack's concerned. I mean, you could probably point to other elements, but uh, like um, I think it's I think the track is called "A Midsummer Night's Dream," whatever. Um, but it's the it's used in the Ken Asby scene when you first uh, meet him, and that music is also used. And Ren and Stimpy, when you um, first meet the Tooth Fairy, who is just like that naked old man with a chicken wing on his head. Um, <laughs> that's what I kept thinking about when I heard that song. That show was so ahead of its time. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliant. It's probably it's that and Ed and Eddie are my favorite cartoons. Really? Yeah, just Ed and Eddie is great. Yeah. Yeah, the, the creator of that, Danny Antonucci or whatever, he had another show on MTV called... Uh, Lupo? Like the, oh, The Brothers Grunt. Yes, yes, yeah. The Brothers Grunt. That's... <laughs> I, I really like it, actually. It. Yeah? I'm sorry? You, you really like it? Brothers Grunt? Yeah. I Just, just mostly just because it's absurd and the artwork is really good. It, I mean, all they do is just go... Oh. Yeah, because you know, I like drawing that kind of shit. It's just like eyeballs popping out. I mean, I know it's not like a real show. It's just kind of whatever well, it is. It like but... only a minute at a, pe- a time or something. I'm sorry. Isn't it like a minute at a time or something? What I've seen on YouTube is like they're it's very short, and then apparently there's like music videos in between. But I don't know. It's 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 an odd. You know, MTV really since they were you know mostly played music videos back then. A lot of their shows had either like actual videos or use whatever soundtrack they or whatever music they had rights to like Daria. Daria has a lot. Mm, I mean, yeah. Daria is good. But, um, but the Daria DVD release, at least the one I have scrubbed all that music off. So now it's just kind of like whatever generic oh. instrumentals. Well, isn't, I mean, I was never a fan of Beavis and Butthead, but wasn't it like half the show was just them reacting. Didn't they kind of like predate YouTube reaction videos? In like yeah, a weird definitely. way. I mean, a lot of stuff that I see on YouTube now, honestly, or just media in general, like podcasting is essentially, you know, talk radio, uh, YouTube reaction videos, and like, are, are pretty much like back in the days when um, there would be like horror movie hosts, you know, like mm. they would introduce like a bad horror movie and they'd have like a guy in makeup talking about it, like Sven Gulli or like Elvira, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I see a lot of YouTubers like that. And, uh, you know, well, a lot even, of, like, VH1 countdown shows, like, I see that all on YouTube with, like, either regular YouTube people or, like, Watch Mojo type shit, you know? How do you feel uh, about Watch Mojo? It, it, you know, if I'm chilling at a friend's house and there's nothing to do, we'll just throw it on for background. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have much of an opinion. I don't see it as a great source of info. I think it's kind of cheesy, but, you It's kind of, like, junk food content. Yes, yeah. It, yeah, definitely. Like like VH1 shows back in the day. I don't know if y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. I was gonna say even what predates uh, the commentary like that is Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I just thought of now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you know 
um, a lot of people act like we're in this new era of content, which in a way we are, but I think mostly it's just um, size and distribution is what, what's the real um, thing because we're pretty much just doing the same thing, just only, you know, with a different shade of gloss on it. I mean, I already listed a bunch of examples of that. But did you hear that there's a bunch of true crime podcasts that big studios have bought in the rights to and they're turning – they're like scripted podcasts. They're now turning them into movies. You know, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, anything for a dollar, right? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it's that's always been the key. I mean, that's why, you know, television – in general, isn't as respected of an art form as film because it was essentially created just to sell products. I mean, why else would there be commercials? I mean, you don't. I mean, besides from trailers and stuff you see in the movie theater, uh, you know, a film is just a film. Um, TV shows just a padded down advertisement. I mean, I still like TV. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to bash on it too hard. I hadn't really thought of it like that. <laughs> uh, kind of going back to your films a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, out I don't of, mean the rant. <laughs> no, no, no. You're cool. It's fine. Uh, out of the, I'm gonna call it the Dream Atomic Camp. Like your friends <laughs> that you film with. Um, who's your favorite to film with? Who do you feel like kind of has the most chemistry or uh, confidence or presence on screen when being filmed? Um, it's gonna be kind of hard to answer because I know they're all of my Dream Atomic cast will more than likely listen to this, or at least some of them will. Uh wait really? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I love all of you. Thank you for your fantastic performances. <laughs> oh, really? Stellar work, guys. Sorry. Well, go on. I mean, uh, Becca's a great help as far as um, <laughs> assisting in production. Shouts out, Beck. Um, Furley, um, definitely a big time muse. Um, Nick's last name, Bumpy, who plays Johnny Kicks and Adam, has been a current muse. Um, that man is a Swiss Army man of talent. I tell you, he really? does a lot of makeup. He'll provide some original music. Uh, he'll act. He'll do all sorts of crazy shit for me, and I love him. And he's great. Um, who else? Grace. Last name, Bumpy. I is fantastic and i always feel like i um like she's in the wrong movie i'm like you should not be doing these crazy uh you know junk movie junk film fucking you know poo poo crap you know like you should be doing like uh like some art house shit you know like this is like the wrong like what are you doing on set get out of here <laughs> like but yeah no she's definitely has the most skills um, and, uh, God, I'm trying to think. I know there's, so oh, Brian. Last name, Bumpy. Oh, the mom. my buddy, Brian. Okay, Brian. I'll go with Brian because <laughs> he does not give a fuck and he'll just do anything because he's amazing. I love Brian. He plays the mom in Radio Candy. He plays yeah. Dean. He's in mostly, he's not really so much into my short films or in my short films. He's in like a lot of the, um, like mini shorts, like a lot of like the one minute or five minute videos mm-hmm. that he's in. Um, I really like Snowflake. Oh, uh, Sunflower? So I'm sorry, Sunflower. The one that the movie <laughs> opens up with, it's all black and white. It's you singing. Yeah. I really like that one. I remember I the first time I put the DVD in my PlayStation, I put it in and I like went to the bathroom or did something and came back and it was just the 
the screen that had whimsy and Hester or radio candy. So the second time I put the DVD in to watch it again, I'm watching it going, when the fuck did this happen? And like, <laughs> and it was, I it just, I was mesmerized by it. Cause I didn't know what was happening. And then you show up and you're like, I'm not just here for a little hanky panky. And then you're singing. And then she's complaining about food stamps. And I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I really like sunflower. Um, yeah. No one ever really talks about it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. It was just, it's, I, I think I'm a sucker for black and white. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for the day when I can make like a full fledged, like short film in black and white, like a proper do one. It. What's stopping you? you? It. Well, every time I try to, um, it's like, it's like a weird hex on me. I think someone out there put a jinx to like, every time I attempt to make a big movie in black and white, they're just like, Nope. Uh, an actor will drop out or like something crazy will happen. Cause, <clears throat> cause trust me, I've tried, I've had a bunch of other projects that either started out in black and white and just never finished. Or like, I just gave up and like redid it all in color. You know, it's, are, it's kind of bizarre. It's weird. Are you but, yeah. working on a script right now? So at the moment, Man, you know, Radio Candy was like the last big thing I made. And uh, as far as big, I mean like, you know, like a like a film that's like over 20 minutes that's going to be in festivals. and you It's know, bigger whatever. than anything I've ever made, yeah. <laughs> um, I have scripts. I am in pre-production right now for another film that's going to be taking place in this universe along with Radio Candy, Whimsy, and Hester. Cool. It's called um, Henrietta and Her Dismal Display of Affection. Cool. And um, I don't know if you remember this uh, <clears throat> this dialogue, but um, when we first uh, see Trevor, he talks about um, a man named Kevin McNeely that gets sucker punched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about Kevin McNeely's family, or about Kevin McNeely's sister, but he's co-stars in it. So, uh, will there be a Puerto Rican child throwing a brick at Carmichael's head? Yo, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider it. Okay, <laughs> it's cool, not in the cool. script, but you know that'd be pretty funny. I who's who played Carmichael? Because that man, <laughs> that and uh, like on the back of the on the back of the DVD, it's just his mug. I love it. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the the DVD right now. I I absolutely loved him. He's like, what up, nerd? He's got done finger banging. Uh, I have her name written down, Melissa Appleby. And like, <laughs> what's the deal with Melissa Appleby? Like, who was that? <laughs> um, just your uh, local horny sixth grader, you know. <laughs> I feel like you're on a list. Yeah, Chris Morgan. That. <laughs> yeah, that's a that was a coworker of mine. Cool, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, can I film you? You know, uh, getting crucified and whatever, wearing a bald cap. He's like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just another Tuesday, you know. Yeah. And like he kills Trevor. Like I love that. I fucking love when he kills Trevor. He's like respect is earned. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite lines in the movie is oh, nice shot, Trevor. Thanks. I'm watching a lot of Dennis Rodman videos. Like fucking <laughs> <laughs> when when you sit down to write like I, I, I hate people that just reference other interviews, but I, I read something that you had said that you'll sacrifice the scene for the gag as long as it's funny. When uh, when you're Yeah. Um go on, sorry. When when you're writing a script out, how deep into thought are you about like how is this gonna look? 
Are you thinking about every aspect? Are you thinking about lighting? Are you thinking about location as you're writing it? Or are you just saying, fuck it, I'm going to write it and I'll make it work? Uh, it's a little bit of both, <laughs> to be okay. honest. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of like images in my head. And at the same time, it's... I, I really wish I could have like a... Like a... I wish I could write... Um, without being budget conscious because mm-hmm. I would have so much other type of things going on, but I always have to think ahead. Like, could I really be able to film this type of, uh, dialogue at a certain place? You know, like, is it possible? Because, you know, um, will my actors be able to pull it off? Who can I, f- cause I just ask random people off the street, you know, or people I know, like mm-hmm. I, I never have like a, casting call of like people you know like i was saying grace last name Mubby. was the only one that's you know had any experience really you know everyone else is just um no um <clears throat> everyone else is just uh like my friends so uh or it's their first time um so uh yeah i always have to think about that i always have to cut lines out um a lot of the time because like some actors have struggle going through it because I, I i'll used to write like big monologues and stuff like that and uh but yeah, um, <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought. No, you're good. No you're good. Yeah. Uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you because you said that you uh, used to write these big monologues. That was one of the few things that I did notice about both films, which I'm not going to sit here and be like about it because I love both the films anyway. Uh, but you can tell, like, um, what's her name? Izzy, who yeah. played. Whimsy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like you, I could tell that like she was reading it very much off of a not off of the script. Like she did a great job, but it's not like I don't know. I'm not. I don't want it to sound like I'm insulting her because I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like it's mostly that was like her first time acting. Most of my actors, it's their first time, and some are, are a little more uh, skilled than others. But it works uh, considering I'm doing like campy kish type humor. So awesome! I oh, how many how many takes do you take of a scene? Usually, uh, like like is it do you, do you often take the first one and you're like, all right, let's go to the next one, or do you like to take the same one over and over again to try to get like a different feel? Uh, I think I generally do about anywhere between two and ten takes um i don't do just one unless it's like b-roll type stuff Mm -hmm. or like a quick action shot um because i you know i watched the movie uh ed wood a long time ago and there's a part where they just do one take and uh one of the the cameraman's like uh you know shouldn't we do another take you know for protection and then Ed Wood's like, no, it was fantastic. If he really did walk through that door, he would stumble just like that. And, you know, it looked real shitty. So I always kept that in mind. I always do a second take for protection and never just do one. Cool. I don't know if you've ever seen Ed Wood, but it's fantastic. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, it's about Ed Wood, uh, who's a real filmmaker who made Plan 9 from Outer Space. Wait, um, made what a, from what? Um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, it's about him, uh, starring Johnny Depp, directed by Tim Burton. Um, actually, really fantastic. Tim Burton's best movie. Um, really? Yeah, it's in black and white. So you know, for the black and white connoisseurs, <laughs> your alley. Yeah, uh, it kind of sounds like, and this is probably like 
an insult, but it kind of sounds like the Room movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely pre-Room. This came out like in 94. No, no, no. Like the movie based on the Room. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, just, I mean, from from the 13-second the description you gave to me of uh, Ed, the Ed Wood movie, it reminds me of the, uh, what the hell is it, Tommy Wiseau movie. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, the Disaster oh, Artist. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's basically like a better disaster artist. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. I mean, I like disaster artists, but Ed Wood knocks it out of the park. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Keep using that expression, I apologize. Not, no, that's fine. No, yeah. Declan, do you? I think I went through all my notes. I feel like I had so many more notes. Do you have well, anything I, you'd um, like to ask, my friend? I covered the questions that I wanted to cover, and I'm, uh, I'm quite satisfied. Let me just double check all my stuff. I just, just while we're here, I love, uh, don't thank me. Thank the Boy Scouts of America. America, <laughs> capitalist swine. That I fucking that. killed me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I want to look like Jimmy Sinclair. <laughs> I just really want to look like him. I just love the, the look of like, like, like just this, I don't want to say like a dirty hippie, but a dude who's just balding and just doesn't care. And he's got a mustache and just wears a jumpsuit all the time like just fucking he's i uh some about that and that's what i was getting at when i say the authentic shit that's kind of like what i always pictured i kind of thought i my life was gonna go in was like hanging out with my buddies and like smoking cigarettes by the highway and shit and i don't know why like in my mind i was like that's what's cool that's what you should aspire to be but like i'm watching this and i was like these are fucking people i'd like to hang out with (laughs) Yeah, man. A lot of them, you know, end up becoming friends afterwards, you know, because, uh, yeah, they're just really easy to get along with. And they're all, they're all very unique and have very strange personalities. Like I said, or Justin. Last name, Bumpy. It's like a, definitely a big brother. Dude, let's have some beers and hang out type of dude. And uh, awesome. it's always nice to be around that, at least in my position. I think I just have one more for you. Uh, when you wrote Susie, why uh, a crippled woman with Tourette's? Because <laughs> it's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> was it you just wanted to? Ch- you just you just thought it was funny. It wasn't you wanted a challenge just to. Um, well, I mean, you gave it to probably the most skilled person. Yes, that was intentional. Um, okay, I okay. wanted to see what she could do. Like I wanted to see where I could go with with her ability. So I tried to give her. Um, up most over the top character. I mean, one, I do think that kind of stuff's funny, but two, it was just like a challenge for her and for me to kind of direct um, mm. someone. Cause like, not only does she have Tourette's, but she also has an accent and yeah. not only that, but um, she can only move certain parts of her body at the same time. So like her leg has a cast, she has a neck brace. Uh, she's, it, she can only use like one arm really one leg. Cause she has a crutch on the other one. Definitely a challenging position. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm not sure. I mean, I have her cast for the next movie, but it's definitely, it'll definitely be like the easiest role. Really? uh, In the less less, uh, extreme role for her, uh, unfortunately, but it's just kind of how it goes. Do you have a, do you have, this might be inside baseball, but do you have like a a date for like when the next one should be wrapping, hopefully? Oh, um, well, we haven't begun shooting yet, so I have no clue, my friend. Um, I was hoping to start shooting sometime this month, 
but I mean, I could possibly only do like one scene this month, only just because of other actors. <clears throat> Ooh, my voice cracked like I'm 12 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea, man. Because, um, you know, Whimsy Nestor took about a month. Radio Candy took like six months. Um, it just really all depends. Like I, I tried, at least for this new one, I tried toning down all the cameo appearances by other people. Or I don't know if I should say cameo, but all these like little side characters I had in Radio Candy ended up taking a lot of time to put together. You know, um, there's definitely not as many players in this one. I so it just kind of depends. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I just said it all kind of depends. Um, I'm. You know, I mean, this year, hopefully, I'm hopefully uh, I can just have it done by the summer because I just really when a production takes too long and becomes too winded, you know, actors lose morale and I lose focus of what I was uh, trying to do. And the rhythm just kind of is off when it becomes too long. So yeah, I'm going to do my best to keep nonstop and shooting and getting it out there, you know? Cool. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, It'd be pretty good, I think. <laughs> if if it goes for the film festivals again, I can't wait to see it when it premieres. Because like we're looking at the we're looking at the um, what's it called? The uh, come on, Declan, you hear me floundering? Um, uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. What's it called? Like the pamphlet, like the thing the uh, that says like, oh, these are all the movies tonight for the film festival. The and I'm flipping forward. through, and I see I see Radio Candy World premiere. I'm like, world premiere, and then like. I see that you tweeted out that it was making its debut into the uh, film festival circuit with us. And I was like, oh, my God, it was a world. I'm one of the first to see it outside of you. Yeah, yeah. That was its that was uh, awesome, festival yeah. debut. I mean, you put it on your Vimeo, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been on Vimeo. But, I mean, as far as, like, publicly and, you know, anywhere but Texas. <laughs> Outside of Texas, you were the first uh, people. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, those your hometown. Peeps are real cool. Uh, hopefully, Henrietta will be there next year, and, and maybe I can finally attend again. Yeah. I was there the last two times, which, by the way, also won Best Grindhouse, uh, Whimsy and Hester, and yes. my other film, Terrence. I have not seen Terrence. Well, <clears throat> I have another DVD out, um, which features Terrence, um, Plush Bus, which also played at that festival, and another film called Lamb Chop, which has never been in a festival. And uh, I mean, they're both online, but um, just kind of find them. That's a different uh, set of set of films. But yeah, is man, it, is it like <laughs> like your prequels, and then this is like your modern saga? They're sort of like. Um, I was just throwing everything out there, and then these new ones, I'm like, okay, I'm really setting a tone, a style, a universe. So those other three um, are just their own separate films. Like, they're not connected or anything. Cool. And, um, like, like one's really silly. The other one is a little more, um, I wouldn't say serious, but the other one's a little more uh, down-to-earth, and then the other one is kind of like a mix of both. While Whimsy and Hester and Radio Candy are just kind of balls out crazy, so cool, cool, cool. cool. I uh, I think that's I'm, I know I'm going to hang out with you and I'll instantly think of 14 more things to ask you. Uh, <laughs> but would you like to plug yourself, sir? 
Yeah, um, go to my website, jeffreygarciaartist.com. Now, um, I would like to have changed it to just <clears throat> to just Jeffrey Garcia, but the domain name's really fucking expensive, so <laughs> I had to apply artist on there. So yeah, go to jeffreygarciaartist.com, buy every single thing I have on the merch, because that's badass, dude. And yeah, watch all of my films, and let me know what you think. Also, um, kill Judd Apatow. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, I have one more thing to say. And it's that if you want to find our intro music by the good old Shane Ivers, it's called Feather Duster. You can find that in the description below. It'll take you to the website, www.silvermansounds.com slash free music slash feather duster. But Vince, where can the fine folks at home find the show? You can find the show on Twitter and on Instagram at Atomic Radio Hour. But if the fine folks at home want to follow you, my friend, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Declan underscore Bean. But yourself? On Twitter, you can find me at all capitals, the underscore Boogans. If you're listening to us on YouTube, thank you. I love you. Uh, please like and subscribe and comment and Tell us things. All those relevant things. If you're listening on a streaming platform, thank you. I love you. Comment, like, rate, subscribe, make a response video. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, and Radio Public. Uh, But if you more, there's, there's, we've gone over it. There's a, would you say some somewhere between six and forty? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, if you'd like to. Talk to us, like, nicely. I don't fucking know. I had a weird day. Uh, you can find, yeah, <laughs> you can find us on uh, Discord. There'll be a link in the description below to our Discord. Uh, we also have Twitch, which is just twitch.com.tv slash Atomic Radio Hour. It's there. I don't know when we're going to use it, but it's there. So it's not another thing that's you. there is our Patreon. Yes. If you want to show your support for the show, I mean, that's great. Thank you for your generosity. I love you. We will always have Atomic Radio Hour available for free, but if you want for to help free. us make the show even better, you can find that link in the description. We have some very special people that we want to talk about. Can I count them off this week? You can count them off this week if you want. Shoot. And in the blue corner. Now, um, <laughs> our, our Patreon patrons are Michael Mello. The Friendly Companion Cube, Noah, and TKS Mantis. If, uh, like Teclan said, you want to see the show become bigger and better, you can go ahead and donate. You can give a dollar. I, I, I would love for that to happen because it means the show gets bigger and better. But the show will always be free. I'm not telling you you have to do this. It's not behind a paywall. The show's going to be free, and I love it. And I, and I, and I love you, Declan. Oh, thank you, buddy. Psych! Oh shit! I got him. Oh, I got him. I got him after he said publicly that I did not steal the cookie from the cookie jar. I didn't I say any such thing. You texted it to me. I did it's not. in. It's it's in two episodes ago. Don't fucking lie to me. Oh, I did not. You are an absolute liar. How am I a liar? This is slander. This this is not slander. This is slander because you're only trying to cover up the fact that you are the one that stole the cookie from the cookie jar. I did not steal the cookies from the cookie jar. I don't know how many times we got to go over this. Oh, we got to go over this. We got to go over this even after we listen to our content for the week.
Yeah, sure, fine. But how come we're not even bringing Kyle up in this? How do we know Kyle didn't do it? Kyle's always real fucking quiet when we talk about the cookies from the cookie jar. Is he not? I don't know. He's very photogenic. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, everybody. Bye. Enjoy whatever shit I wrote or whatever. Bye. See you tomorrow. Personal log of Detective Dixon number 47. Took a walk and went past Little Lamplight. Now, I know that's a ways away from the office, but I need to clear my mind and just started a mosey. Saw some kids outside the gate drinking hard liquor and smoking a couple gray tortoises. Kids younger than Alec. I let my curiosity get the better of me, and I asked one of the kids what was his troubles. He said that his special lady has left him for a kid with a killer lisp. That's just the folly of youth, I, I guess. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast.